What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Sometimes it isn't easy to discern what is a sin and what isn't. And often, we can make the right choice, especially if we have the information we need. When we're faced with a moral dilemma, what do we do? In this podcast, I'm going to discuss the issues and ways to put ourselves out of harm's way. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and the topic today is Moral Dilemma. This is episode 288 and you can find today's show notes at A Few Minutes with God podcast. Well, we are all made in the image and likeness of God. In fact, we are told this in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. We read in Genesis 1:26, then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. God created us. He has given us a body, a mind, a soul, and spirit. He has given us a sense of reason, the ability to figure things out, to judge, and to make good decisions. Sadly, our first parents, Adam and Eve, used their ability to make a moral decision that was wrong. They were faced with a moral dilemma. To listen to the Lord, God, who walked the grounds with them, or to be tempted by a liar. And they failed dismally. They took the beautiful gift of life, a wonderful world in which to live, and a sense of wonder that they could have had the rest of their lives and instead they were tempted to defy God. But we are tempted each and every day. In a nutshell, a moral dilemma is going against the nature of God, the created order, and trending or going toward sin. Those who believe in doing whatever they want, whenever they want, and think they are truly free, but this is far from the truth. Freedom comes from a clear conscience a sense of moral good that is ingrained in our souls, and a thirst for what is God and what God gives us. People seek love for the purpose of friendship, or they seek love 
for romantic relationships, but everyone wants to be loved. That wanting in our hearts is the gift that God has given us and that we will only find fulfillment first in him and then in others. To act morally depends on what we do and why we do it and the situation or circumstance surrounding the action. For example, a moral good would be feeding the hungry or giving alms to a charity or helping an older neighbor by cutting the grass. These are good things. But I just read somewhere that these are really good things if we are in a state of grace. That is, we are in a place where we are free from sin or mortal sin. We're always going to have some sin on our souls this side of heaven, right? But what are we in? Are we in a state of grace? If we are in a state of grace and we're feeding the hungry for God, giving alms to a charity for the Lord, or helping an older neighbor by cutting the grass for God, then these are good things. If we're doing them just to make ourselves feel better, then they are still good things, but we're not going to receive as much of a grace from them. The opposite of doing something that is moral and good is acts such are intrinsically evil, such as murder or stealing. You could say that in war, murder is permitted. However, for the most part, murder is taking another's life, and that is against God's order. Remember when we talked about what we do depends on the situation surrounding it. That is very important. If we are trying to save our lives in self-defense, then that is another consideration. However, for the most part, murder is taken in another's life, and that is against God's order. The Old Testament is filled with wars, one tribe against the other, and the payment, which was sin. So many of these tribes had pagan practices and really practiced evil among themselves. And that was one of the reasons that these tribes were taken out, so to speak. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we sin, we work against the Lord. John 14.6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If we want to know how to follow the Lord and what the moral code is, look at the Ten Commandments. That gives you an idea of what God requires for those who follow him. But what makes up a moral dilemma? Well, it's a situation we find ourselves in that stretches our faith and our resistance to evil. It is a temptation to do what is wrong, and many fall into the trap of rationalization. The person who says, well, I cheated on a test because it was way too hard, and you know, I should have been able to get the answers to that. Or, I cheated on my spouse because that person was unlovable. These things are not valid reasons, nor is it fair to place the blame on another person, the first placing the blame on the teacher and the second on a spouse. It is a symptom of not taking responsibility for an action, and we see that over and over again in our world. People doing things, horrendous acts, and even, you know, terrible 
uh, things like looting stores, and they're not taking responsibility for their actions, nor are they getting punished. Retaliation is another way that people rationalize a bad decision or behavior. Well, he did it to me first. Well, two wrongs do not make a right. So how do you make the right decision? It takes prayer and the help from Almighty God. It takes surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded in faith and morals. It takes not allowing yourselves that first step into what might be on the surface innocent, but turn into something lethal. This happens when kids search online unattended or even something innocent like an online encyclopedia or a library app can lead kids astray, and it has led more than one adult astray and broken up marriages. It is important to have virtue, the realization that every life is valuable from conception to natural death, that every person is created in the image and likeness of God, that earth is our temporary home and our goal is heaven. Think about that, friends. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We are loved. We have been created for a purpose. And our choices are so important. I read or tried to read a very lengthy scientific abstract that was written by psychologists who took 48 test subjects who were all women. And some of these people were atheists and others were Catholics. And they were asked moral dilemma questions. And then they were, their brains were scanned and they were looking um, for them to make a decision. So they gave them a moral dilemma question, and then they gave them two options. And I only read the first one, and it was because when I read it, I was appalled at what the suggestions were. Neither of them was acceptable to me, which I think was the point of the experiment because they were testing brain activity. In fact, the first one was something about a time of war, and you're in an orphanage, and you have a choice of putting to death one child who is going to be euthanized anyway because of its ethnicity. And if you euthanize that child, you would not be killed. But you had two choices. One was to kill the child by suffocation, and the other was to have someone else do it by lethal injection. So, am I right? Neither is acceptable. And the alternative was then whoever these people were would come in and not only kill the child, but kill you. So the point was, you're, you're going to die and the child's going to die anyway. So which one of these things would you do? So I think the amazing thing is that what they were looking for and what they found was something we already know, that those of faith had compassion and cared to a greater extent than the atheists did. Their reasoning was that faith was very important to moral decisions and that's not surprising to most of us. Without faith, our moral compass would be off, but even those with faith tend to stray. It's a small step away from the Lord, and then another, and then another. Think about missing church one time. The second time is easier and easier. How about missing a prayer time? Or saying, well, I'm going to read the Bible today, and then never doing it. Routine is so important. We need to pray the same time each day because we get into a habit and we do it. Because guess what? Bad habits can be made as easily as good. 
This is why it is important to set up a prayer routine and keep it each day, and it's helpful because it does keep us on track. Being virtuous isn't something we inherit or fall into. It takes training, so to speak. It takes practice. It takes that good habit of prayer, reading the Bible, attending church, reading good moral books, and avoiding shows that are not only unhealthy for our state of being, horror or over-the-top action movies. In fact, some of the horror films are getting more and more uh, satanic and occultic. And these are things we need to stay away from. A steady diet of any of those things is not good. And being good is not good enough. The way we act leads to the type of person we are and what we are known for, in the sense of how others see us. But more importantly, how does God see us? How does God see you? How do you see yourself? These are questions to think about and write down in a journal. What acts or choices have you made? that give you true freedom that comes from the life lived in Christ. People who are against faith say that we don't have freedom, but we do. We have freedom to do anything that is not sinful. If you ask a non-believer if they were free to run a red light or murder someone or steal, they would say no. Yet they believe that because we are faithful, we do not have the freedom to do immoral acts. And I would agree with that. Immorality never leads to true happiness. The evil one is out for our souls and hates anyone who loves and follows the Lord. Yet there is power in God who has defeated the evil one, broken the bonds of sin, and opened the gates of heaven. We read in Romans 6, 8-10, But if we had died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. For we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin, once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. We, you and me, can face the moral dilemmas in our life with the assurance that we have the Lord on our side. He, and only he, can give us true freedom and joy that we seek in his life. Amen. This week, let's work on creating those good virtuous habits that will help us grow in the Lord and keep us from evil. I have put some links in the show notes that may be helpful on some topics that are usually moral dilemmas. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.